Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar. Harp on Sports, the podcast, audio, media, radio, network. Follow, share, subscribe, like at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, HarpOnSports.com. Of course, podcast available, YouTube, Spotify, um, geez, Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts. Okay, a little Tebow's temperature, King's Court, Jones in for a jolt uh, with you here as we hit the late stages of May. You know, I got my, if you're watching, I got my LeBron nose shirt on. By the way, you can watch our podcast also via YouTube. I'm going to get to that coming up in about 10 minutes. I want to start off with Tebow's temperature first. Tim Tebow is now an NFL football player. Again, as the Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer bring him in. Now, look, I want to see him succeed my thought process on Tim Tebow like a lot of guys. I don't root necessarily for anybody to fail. Tim Tebow is not a bad person. I want to see him succeed, but not at the expense of my intelligence. If you have a kid that's really bad in physics, if you have a kid that's really bad at math, telling him, well, you know what? You could be a a NASA engineer. You could be a, a, a space shuttle commander. That's just not realistic. It's not. If you don't like running, being a track and field star is probably not up your alley. I want to see Tim Tebow succeed. And he wants it really bad. There's a lot of people that want it really bad. Oh, no one will work harder. That's fine. If I wanted to be an NBA center, I could work as hard as I want. It's never going to happen. Ever. And you can tell whether or not somebody's realistic on Tim Tebow, if they have realistic expectations, by taking their temperature. The question isn't whether or not he's going to whether or not he's going to be any good or how do you think he's going to do? Cause people that love him, he's going to be great. People that hate him, he's not going to be any good. That That's not it. You have to ask yourself, what's your definition of success for Tim Tebow? What's a successful run of it for Tim Tebow? What's success for him? What is it? To me, Tim Tebow is a success in the NFL. If he makes the roster, that's how Tim Tebow's success. If Tim Tebow makes the roster, he's a success. He is. Makes the roster, success. Well, if he's a success, even even if he tries. <clears throat> no, 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 we're not doing that. We have to have realistic expectations. If Tim Tebow goes to camp and it doesn't work out, okay. But this whole concept of he can do anything he puts his mind to. No, he never made the bigs in baseball. Now, do I think his minor league career was a or his attempt at baseball was a success? Yes, I do, but I don't have realist I don't have unrealistic expectations for success for him. I didn't. What was my definition of success for Tim Tebow as a minor league baseball player? I went back and listened to one of my shows from four years ago when he decided to do it. What did I say? I said, you know what? If he starts, contributes, and works his way up the minor league system every single year, it's success. And he did. Well, and he's got to make the bigs. Okay, so you're asking him to do what 88% of minor league baseball players don't. Almost 90% of minor league baseball players never make the bigs. So if he didn't make it, he wasn't a success. There's my issue. Unrealistic expectations. He's going to fail. Okay, if you're rooting for him to fail, knock yourself out. If that's who you are, go for it. Be that person. Be that little man. 
or a little woman. I want to see him succeed, but not at the expense of my intelligence. What's success for Tim? If he makes the team. 53-man roster, even if he makes the practice squad, even if he's one of those 10 guys on the practice squad, to me, that is a success. You know, the prop bets are out over under, was it one and a half touchdown passes, over under eight receptions on the year, over under, I don't even know how many touchdowns it is. Is it two touchdowns? Bet the under. The man's never played the position before. If you're a betting man, you bet the under. Vegas, in those billion-dollar cathedrals that they have, they build those because of your passion, not your intelligence. Point spreads in gambling and sports. Those places are extremely wealthy because you bet your passion, not your intelligence. I'm not in the passion business. What I mean by that is I don't make decisions in sports based on passion. I don't. You do that. You're fans. I'm not. I'm a broadcaster. So as I look at it from Tebow's perspective, I hope he succeeds. I want him to succeed. All you got to do is ask, hey, well, how do you think he's going to do? He is going to be fantastic. I'm done listening to you. How do you think he's going to do? I hope he fails. Done listening to you. When you ask those people not whether or not he's going to make it, what's your definition of success for Tim? There's how you find out a realistic expectation. Ask a kid graduating college. I Somebody the other day, I'm not going to tell you who, it's nobody that goes to, thank God it's not one of my students, but somebody told me, when I graduate, I'm going to be making $100,000 a year. All right. Okay, boy. Gonna be gonna be a rude awakening for you. Unrealistic expectations. Somebody, I'm gonna lose 40 pounds in a month. Unrealistic expectations. And with Tim Tebow, make the team. Make the team. If he makes the team and makes the roster, then you go from there. If he plays in seven or eight games this year, somebody one of the starting tight ends gets hurt. He goes in, he fills in, he plays in a couple games, eight to 10 snaps, doesn't play the next week. He makes that, that's success to me. Well, unless he scores 10 touchdowns and he's, I, I don't see any way that he's blocking NFL defensive tackles. Elite tight ends can barely do that. Elite tight ends can barely do that. What's your definition of success for Tim Tebow? What's the temperature on this man? Is it realistic? Is it unrealistic? And you know, I, I look around and you know, people that, Tebow's fans, the people that support Tim are myopic. They are that they love him no matter what. And that's great. That's why, you know, Tim Tebow's fans are Tim Tebow's fans are parents that judge their own daughters in beauty contests. She's just amazing. That's why you don't get to judge. Do you ever run into a parent? Maybe, you know, this person that thinks their kids are the smartest. Oh, they're just so smart. I always tell them Mozart wrote his first concert at eight. Your kid doing that? Well, no. Then you sorry. I look at all these different geniuses. Hey, I saw this twelve-year-old that that built a car on YouTube. You can do that? I'm gonna pump the brakes on. Oh, he can do long division. Great. If I want to know how smart your kid is, I'm not gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask an unbiased person. That's where I am with Tim Tebow. If you're too close to the situation, you can't make sense of it. That's why they don't let people operate on family members as doctors. Too close. That's why judges have to recuse themselves from cases that they're familiar with the people involved. Too close. The question isn't whether or not Tim's going to succeed or not. That, that's not it. How do you think he's going to do? I think he's going to be great. What is your definition of success for him? The definition of Tim Tebow being successful should he makes the roster. If he makes the roster. You got 90 guys. That means well, he's, he's, he's not competing against. Here's what's funny about this. Oh, if he makes the 53 man roster, that means he beat out 37 other guys. No, it doesn't. There's five tight ends. He's got to beat out two of them. He's got to beat out two guys. 
Two guys. Gotta be out. Two guys. Two, three guys. Can you do it? We'll see. I heard today he's gonna play H back. No, he's not. He's not an H back. He's not, gang. We could be Taysom Hill. No, he can't. Realistic expectations. My kid can be anything that they want to be. No, they can't. Five foot nine, they are not going to be an NBA center. If you get a D in physics, you're not going to work for NASA. Realistic expectations. Tim Tebow is not going to be an H-back. For crying out loud, he's got Etienne, who he just drafted, who's going to be a slot, but also in the backfield. He got a 1,000-yard back coming back, right? The Jaguars do have a 1,000-yard running back coming back. Um, he signed Carlos Hyde. You going to beat out Carlos Hyde? Is that what he's going to do? I want to see him succeed. Realistic expectations for Tim Tebow. What are they? Makes the roster. Again, if you're rooting for him to fail, you're a turd. You are. I want to see him succeed. It'd be a great story. And people out there, how can the Jaguars sell his jersey? He hasn't made the team yet. You become wealthy in this country by finding a way to separate fools from $20. Everybody thinks you become wealthy by designing an electric car, a Tesla. No. Most people become wealthy, separate a fool from 20 bucks. Starbucks. Starbucks is a billion dollar, billion dollar entity. How did Starbucks make their money? They found a way to separate fools from $7 every day. You become wealthy by finding a way to separate people that aren't smart with money to give you their money. Not a ton of it, a small amount. That's how you become wealthy. Jaguars, what can we do? Let's sell these jerseys. He hasn't made the team. The moral and ethics, moral and ethics of football where you ram your head into somebody else and you get paid $10 million a year to do it. Again, good for the Jaguars for selling the jersey. Smart. What if he doesn't make the team? So what? Somebody's willing to give you money for a guy's jersey that they weren't sure were going to make the team or not. That's a poor economic decision on their part. The market will dictate what people's people. Look, if I'm the Jaguars, I'm like, okay, so some numb nuts gives me 80 bucks for his jersey as opposed to going out and spending 80 bucks on lottery tickets. I'll, t- I'll take it. Offer a service. If people don't want to buy it, no, then then there's no, if, if you're going to get into the moral or ethical conundrum of whether or not a football jersey should be able to be sold or not, Tebow's temperature. Is he going to make it? Is he going to make it? What's your definition of success for Tim Tebow? If he makes the roster, it's successful. Um, little Kings court. I got my LeBron James shirt on. LeBron knows. Warriors, Lakers, playing game, whatever you want to call it. LeBron hits a gigantic three, falling off the court. Oh, he's such a drama king. Oh, he has so much drama. Okay. The anti-LeBron crowd. I I feel bad for you. I do. I feel bad for the anti-LeBron crowd because you're missing one of the greatest five careers in the history of the NBA. You are. You're missing it. And... What was it, the 97th time he's hit a shot to tie a game or win a game in the final minute? He's not clutch. Okay. I look at anti-LeBron people, how I look at anti-vaxxers. I do. Flat earthers. I look at, the, well, you know what? There's multiple ways. All right, I'm, just, I'm, talking, I'm done. I'm done with you people. I am. I'm done with you. I'm not going to try to convince you of LeBron's greatness. Not. It's there. It's there. Why you should like him? Look, it, it's an era bias thing. It is. When I was growing up, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Metallica, those bands. Different forms of music, right? Different cultures. Heavy metal as opposed to rock and grunge. and it's, It was just different. Foo Fighters. You know, I mean, after Nirvana, that, that era. And then you had weird things like the Gin Blossoms. It was all over the Cranberries. You're all over the place when it came to music. Just were. 
Bruce Springsteen. It's just, they're different eras. But that was my era of music. My nephews, Skrillex and that, I'll never understand Skrillex and that music. I will, I'll never get it. I'll never get it, ever. Just like they don't get mine. Now, as you get older, you appreciate previous generations, but it doesn't mean the same to you because you're going through puberty, you're growing up, you're dealing with different things. Just like what the Beatles and the Stones meant to my parents, I'll never quite grasp that. Just like they'll never grasp what Nirvana and Pearl Jam and, and Metallica meant to me. Just like I'll never understand what Skrillex and whatever my nephews, I'll never get that. I'll never get it. And that's okay. That's what LeBron James is. Previous, my generation, I get, I... So I've gotten older, I take a step back and I just want to see greatness. I just want to see something unique and special and great is what I want to see. So I want to see greatness. In my lifetime, I hope somebody tracks down Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak. I want, I want to see something unique and special. I do. LeBron James is going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the next three years, two years. It's phenomenal. And to appear to be edgy to hate the man for it? LeBron James is one of six athletes that I can remember in the last 25 years that lived up to the hype. LeBron James is one of five or six guys in the last 25 years that had unrealistic hype expectations and he lived up to it. LeBron James is on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 17 years old. It said the chosen one. He looked like he's 15 years old. He looks like a little kid because he was a kid. Um, the chosen one, King James. 17 years old on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Most people I know couldn't handle being on the front page of the local newspaper as an adult. This kid was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 17 years old with the chosen one. He's been told since he was in his mid-20s, you're not, you're not Jordan, you're not as good. Oh, who do you think you are? You're so arrogant. So all, I, can, I can't think of an athlete that's been hated for nothing more than LeBron has been. Again, I'm not going to try to convince you to like him. I'm done. It's anti-vaxxers, flat earthers. I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try with you people. You're, you're out in La La Land. You're queuing on. Not even going to try. But he's one of six guys that lived up to the hype train in the last 25 years. Ken Griffey Jr., some of these guys, quite a few of them are baseball guys. Last 25 years, these are the guys that have lived up to the hype. Unrealistic expectations. Sidney Crosby in hockey. Unrealistic expectations for Sidney Crosby. Lived up to the hype. Andrew Luck in football. That's the one that's the most borderline. Did he? Almost went to a Super Bowl, got to conference championship game. Played at an elite level for, what, seven, eight years. Injuries caught up with him. Good career, not a Hall of Fame career. Oh, boy. Trevor Lawrence is there now. Trevor Lawrence has unrealistic expectations. 15 years from now, Trevor Lawrence could have three Super Bowl titles with the Jaguars. People say, not Tom Brady. That's where Trevor Lawrence is. Number one overall pick. And I've said this. If Trevor Lawrence has Phillip Rivers' career, is that successful? He's a Hall of Famer. If Phillip Rivers has Dan Marino's career, is that successful? Is it? Trevor Lawrence, excuse me, not Phillip Rivers. Unrealistic. Just... The hype train. LeBron James. Trevor Lawrence is there now. Trevor Lawrence is this generation's LeBron in terms of high expectations. I mentioned Sidney Crosby. Andrew Luck. Baseball-wise, Bryce Harper, Ken Griffey Jr. Steven Strasburg a little bit, a little bit. Strasburg lived up to it. He won a World Series two years ago. I think when it's all said and done, probably right now. Bryce Harper, Yes. Bryce Harper's lived up to it. Bryce Harper was on the cover of Sports Illustrated again back when that meant something. On the cover of Sports Illustrated, 
Bryce Harper dropped out of high school to get his GED because you had to have at least your high school grad. You had to be a high school graduate or have an equivalency to be eligible for baseball's draft. So this dude drops out of high school to get his GED so he can be drafted. And he's going to end up hitting 400 home runs in his career, 2,500 hits. Yes. Yes. So again, the hype train, the guys that have had unrealistic expectations that have lived up to the hype, Bryce Harper has, Ken Griffey Jr. has, this last 25 years now. Um, Strasburg, not quite there yet, but just unrealistic expectations. On the other side of the ledger, football-wise, Andrew Luck. We'll see about Trevor Lawrence, LeBron James. Zion Williamson will be there. Zion Williamson is the next one. But Zion's nowhere near what LeBron, but it's pretty unrealistic expectations. He blew out his shoe, a Nike shoe, on a court while playing for Duke, and it affected the stock prices. (laughs) That shows you how big of a monster that man was. So there's that. And finally, Jones and for a jolt. Article in The Athletic, Julio Jones is available via, via trade. I can think of three teams that should make a trade for him. I, I do. Um, the first one being the Indianapolis Colts. You have T.Y. Hilton. You traded for Carson Wentz. You go to Carson Wentz. He's got two years left on his deal. The Colts have plenty of cap room. Plenty of cap room. But you go to Carson Wentz and say, look, we're going to have to have Can you move some of this money around for us a little bit so we can we can swallow this 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 deal? If I'm the Colts, I pick up the phone and fuck, you can offer a three and go to a two. Offer a three. Hey, if we make the playoffs, it goes to a second round pick. That will stomach things a little bit better for the Falcons. And you offer that's what you offer them. Julio gets to stay indoors. Indianapolis, T.Y. Hilton, Carson Wentz. There you go. A team that made the playoffs last year. There you go. Colts, plenty of cap space should do it. The second team that should call is the Bengals. Again, realistic teams. Teams that Julio's going to go to. If Julio, he'll go to Denver. I'll go to New England. I don't want to go there. Why do I want to go to Denver and New England? So I go to New England and I got a rookie quarterback I got to deal with. I go to Denver. I don't even know who my quarterback's going to be. Pass, pass, pass. Cincinnati. AJ Green's gone. They drafted Jamar Chase. You've got Joe Burrow. The Bengals finally addressed that offensive line. Maybe not like they should have, but they did. How do we take pressure off our ACL riddled injury quarterback? Well, how you do it is you bring in a Pro Bowl wide receiver, a Hall of Fame wide receiver that gives Jamar Chase and Julio opposite sides. Julio can learn, or Jamar Chase can learn under Julio the same way Randy Moss learned under Chris Carter. That's what I would do there. Bengals, pick up the phone. And the last team's the Packers. If the Packers want to stop all this Aaron Rodgers stuff, this is what you do. You go to Aaron Rodgers and say, if you rework your deal, we will go get Julio Jones. You're going to have to rework your deal, though. We don't have enough money. You're going to have to rework your deal. We will go get Julio Jones. And you make it public as best as possible without saying it. You leak it. We'll go get Julio if you rework your deal. And if you're the Packers and you're serious about this and you're really serious about Aaron Rodgers, you pick up the phone, you call the Falcons and say, look, we're going to give you Jordan Love for Julio Jones. We just drafted him in the first round. We pissed off Aaron Rodgers. we got to fix this. We're going to give you the quarterback we drafted in the first round last year. He can learn under Matt Ryan for a year or two here. Still on his rookie wage scale, so you got him for three more years. By then, the Falcons are talking about drafting a quarterback this year. You're obviously rebuilding. You're moving on from Julio Jones. We'll give you Jordan Love. You don't want it. We'll give you a second-round pick then. We win the Super Bowl, we go deep, we go to the Super Bowl, it becomes a first round pick. Julio, you interested in Green Bay? Aaron Rodgers? And you tell Aaron Rodgers, you gotta rework your deal to do this. That's what I would do. I'd offer him Jordan Love. Then you look at Aaron and go, we're gonna trade Jordan Love, we're gonna get Julio Jones here. You're gonna have to redo your deal, though. We need you to do it five years. You need to shuffle some of this money around. People act like Julio's done. 
Julio Jones is on pace for 1,500 yards last year. <laughs> Whatever. Good gracious. He's got four or five years left in him. You bet he does. So there you go. Harbon Sports, the bar. Little Tebow's temperature, King's Court, and Jones in for a jolt. Uh, you can follow us, like, follow, share, subscribe at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram, HarpOnSports.com, Facebook page, Harp on Sports, YouTube channel, Harp on Sports as well. You can listen to the podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Buzz Sprout. As always, remember, stay strong, stay clean, stay focused. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends. <laughs>